the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more live from New York. I don't know what that means. So the stock market's been struggling. Every sector's lost ground yesterday. It was one of those days where you looked at your phone, your iPad, your computer, your stocks, whatever it was, and you're like, hey, this isn't so bad. And then as the day went on, it was like worse and worse and worse. And it was just a reminder that the S&P 500, you know, was very close to breaking down a simple moving average, which is considered the key technical. Now, technicals are, a lot of people say how much money goes into a stock, stock moves higher. If money comes out of a stock, stock moves lower. If a stock has gone from 10 to 12 and then 12 to 11 and then 11 to 12 and then 12 to 11.50 and then 11.50 to 12, back to 11.90, and then it finally goes to 13, it's technically breaking out finally. That's the basic key thought of the, of the moment. So when you, when you have moving averages like 50 days, where have we gone on the up and down and where, where is it trending? And when you start breaking below that, you're saying, ooh, the last 50 days, the, the, the psychology has gone negative. Or the momentum is, has left the market if it's, if it's broken down. Now, today we get the June employment situation report, which provides a snapshot of a labor market that is enjoying solid payroll growth, but no wage inflation. And that is worrisome. When I go on vacation and I go to Mexico or Hawaii or somewhere else, I know that's probably cliche, right? I go, have you ever been to Cabo? If you've been to Cabo, you've seen like, um, some of, there's some industry there, but a large part of it's tourists. And you're like, you know, how much will you pay for a back rub, you know, kind of thing. At what point in time does the masseuse get more inflation? And 
luxury services, they've had some good wage inflation, but I'm looking at wage inflation in the United States, and I'd like to see it because uh, at the G20 meeting the other day, you saw the water canyon, cannons and pepper spray being used against people who are unhappy with world governments. Um, I'm not naive to say this, but I think it would be nice if we lived in a world where people were pretty content, um, where they felt like they were getting a fair wage. So the key takeaway from the June employment situation report is that there was weak year-over-year growth in average hourly earnings, and that's apt to give the Fed some pause for considering the timing of its next rate hike. But the good news is um, the 10-year Treasury is doing the work for the Fed right now, uh, working up to 2.39%. So the employment report was pretty good, all things considered. He would refer to it as Goldilocks. The bears aren't chasing anyone out of the house at the moment. The bulls aren't rushing anyone into the house. Financial and tech sectors are doing well. Failing to advance on a Goldilocks report has been good for a lot of gains. Um, the market's doing well. It's kind of interesting. Uh, I heard someone talk yesterday. Two very interesting comments. One was on Trump, where when he was running for president, he was like, oh, the stock market's in a bubble. Stock market's in a bubble. It's going to come crashing down. The Federal Reserve has caused a bubble. Vote for me. And now that he's in office and the stock market's doing well, he's like, look, everyone's getting rich. Everyone's getting rich by me because I'm not allowed to buy into the stock market. And a lot of people think that's the flip, where the average person usually does it completely wrong. Now that he's getting excited, it's time to run. That's the commentary that I heard. And the second piece of commentary was from Ray Dalio this morning. He comes on and he goes, you know, this employment report is pretty good. And because of that, um, the Fed's going to raise rates. And the systematic world efforts to lower interest rates to stimulate growth is over. And at some point in time, you know, you're going to start seeing Europe move things higher. You're going to start seeing Asia moving things higher. The United States has already started moving interest rates higher. So he's saying it's over. And he goes, I'm still dancing at the party, but I'm really close to the door. Now, he's a hedge fund guy. And, you know, I trust hedge funds guys as far as I can throw them. They'll get on CNBC and flat out lie. And I don't like that. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. Mm, okay. All right, all right, all right. I don't like it. So Ray Dalio, I think that's an interesting commentary, though, you know. Two pieces of interesting notes, in my opinion. So the June unemployment rate was 4.4%. Uh, persons unemployed for 27 weeks or more accounted for 24% of the unemployed. 24.3 versus 24%. The U6 unemployment rate, which accounts for both unemployed and underemployed, increased to 8.6%. Average hourly earnings increased two-tenths of a percent after we got a downward revision last week. Average work week was about 34.5 hours. That's kind of important in large part because um, at some point in time, bosses are like, okay, you're working too many hours, punch out. Okay, I'm going to go hire someone else. So you pay attention to that number. Labor force participant rate increased to 62.8% from 62.7%. Uh, President Donald Trump and Russian President Vladimir Putin are slated to hold a bilateral meeting today, right 
early in the morning. So if you're listening to this in the afternoon, you probably can get some highlights of it. It's in Hamburg. Oh, they have hamburgers. And nothing else. But it's highly doubtful that anything material will come out of the particular meeting. Um, but just be closely followed. Who's got the better handshake? Does Putin intimidate Trump? It's the first sit-down meeting between the two leaders who obviously have much to discuss. A uh, little action on oil prices. Have you ever been on a teeter-totter? And the jerk on the other end jumps off while he's at the bottom and you come crashing down, breaking your butt bone, which I think is a bone, right? Um, Saudi Arabia and the United States have upped production. Remember how OPEC said they're going to cut production, right? The oil, petroleum exporting countries. They said, oh, we're all going to get together and rabble. And they go, rabble, 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 rabble. We're going to cut production. Standing out here yelling rabble, rabble, rabble isn't going to help anything. And that's exactly what OPEC did, and it didn't help anything because Saudi Aramco, which is going to be one of the world's largest companies one day when they become publicly traded, a big oil company, they said they hit record production in the last quarter. Now, how does that coincide? Saudi Aramco, biggest oil company... OPEC saying they're cutting production, and yet you're starting to see some record production, right? Anyhow and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, in under a week, I'm doing a luncheon with CFP Chad Burton, where it's $25 to get in, but if you use the code RADIO25, you get in for free. It's the Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar with a bonus session for independent workers, self-employed and contract professionals. It's from 11 to 1. It's at the Doubletree by Hilton Hotel in Burlingame. Uh, talking about transitioning your portfolio, passive versus active portfolio management, social security strategies, good and bad retirement products, measuring risk in your portfolio. It's all at Burlingame, California, July 13th from 11 to 1 in the bonus sessions from 1 to 2. You can sign up for the event by going to Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25. Okay. I always saw you coming back to me. When and where did we go cold? I thought I had you on hold. I thought I had you on hold. I thought I had you on hold. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Holy shnikes. Where did we go wrong? I thought you were going to be on hold for me. Pretty upsetting to me. Sounds like a couple going through divorce. So some things don't work out, like marriages, and they can have big financial consequences. Another thing that sometimes doesn't work out is best case scenarios. Do you remember um, there was a company called Jawbone? They competed with a company called Fitbit, and eventually they were going to compete with a company called Apple. As far as fitness trackers go, how many steps did you take? And you had to have these cute little uh, bracelets 
that you'd put on and that kind of loosely track your 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 physical activity that kind of encourage you. You'd set up cute little things like you would you know vibrate at six in the morning if you woke up at six fifteen, so it kind of like nudges you to wake. Which I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea. People say it's a good idea, but <clears throat> anyway. Jawbone, the company that made fitness trackers and Bluetooth speakers, is liquidating its assets, marking the latest casualty in the once-promising wearable device market. Now, what's amazing about this is, at one point in time, they were worth $3 billion. They just never came public. And you have to almost feel for some of the insiders. Maybe not, because 9 out of 10 venture capital deals fail. The one that does well, like Google or Facebook, where people pump billions and billions of dollars into a company, give the CEO lots of money. He says, I'm going to go raise revenue. Um, I'm not going to say that they get what they deserve, but maybe something like that. So Jawbone founder and CEO Hussan Rahman has started a new company called Jawbone Health Hub which will work on medical software and hardware. The company has raised money for the new venture, but it's unclear how much. So despite shutting down the business, Jawbone believes it's still worth a significant amount of money due to its pending litigation with rival Fitbit. Jawbone, who was once valued at $3 billion, is the latest pioneer of wearable electronics to throw in the towel. Pebble, do you remember Pebble? They had a lot of, uh, let's raise money on Kickstarter campaigns, and you'll get the first... Uh, internet watch, right? Only problem is there's a guy in the back of the room named Apple and he's going to eat you. Yum, 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 yum. So, Pebble, the first maker of a smartwatch, sold its assets to Fitbit in a fire sale. As for Fitbit, its stock is trading at 52-week lows. So the whole wearable market, we're going to take on Apple, we've got a plan, we've got a strategy, is a big freaking fracking joke. Jawbone stopped producing its fitness tractors last year. It no longer sold them as of September of 2016. Jawbone sold its remaining inventory to a third-party reseller at a reduced price in order to generate much-needed revenue. The company also had trouble paying some vendors for their services and was forced to cut ties with external customer service agencies. Jawbone was in the process of making a shift to clinical-grade wearable devices that could measure vitals like blood pressure, but the company was having trouble getting the device to work properly. It's unclear if Jawbone Health Hub will continue that work. Jawbone was valued at $1.5 billion when it raised $165 million just one and a half years ago. Um, its previous valuation was about $3 billion, and it's gone. Poof. And they had Kleiner Perkins, they had Mark Andreessen, they had the who's who in venture capital, you know, say, wearable technology is the wave of the future, and these guys are there. Well, not so much. Have you ever heard me say the phrase that I wanted to retire? I knew that when I was 18 years old, I wanted to retire by the time I was 35 and live on a beach and sell apples and oranges with a beautiful woman. The beautiful woman was a kicker. The beach was a, a, a must. Retiring at 35 was a great idea. I wanted a million dollars, and a million dollars would pay me $40,000 a year. And I was like, I could be a minimalist. I could. Now, how realistic is it to retire and live on a beach 
Well, I'm going to tell you. Some people want to retire in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, but anyone who has managed to retire early knows the magic formula means having enough saved up so that you can live off your investment returns each year. If I wanted a million dollars, I can live off 40000 a year. Uh, your desired annual retirement income um, divided by four. So if I wanted my income to be $50,000, you divide it by four, and it's $1.25 million. If I wanted my income to be 40000 divided by four, that's $1 million. Um, 100,000 divided by 4%, 2.5 million. So you have an idea of how much you need to save right there to create a lifestyle. So to live off $50,000 a year, you'd need to save 1.25 million. Take a look, um, at yourself and at your retirement income. And, you know, you have to kind of be honest when you're looking at it and say, what if something bad happens? What if one year I need 50000 but the following year I need 70000 and I have to dip into the, that money? And that's where a problem becomes for a lot of people. That 4% withdrawal strategy only works if you're able to earn at least a 5% return after taxes and inflation. So to get to your goal of retiring, you have to save as much as you can. Saving 10% per year consistently during your career means you'll have to work, you know, nearly 52 years before you can afford to maintain your lifestyle in retirement. If you're 22 years old, if you're 22 years old today and you're getting a paycheck into your 70s, if you only save 6%, which is the average saving rates for Americans, you'll have to put in 62 years before you have enough saved to match your current income in retirement. You probably already know that the earlier you start, the more you can take advantage of investment growth. But, you know, that's your basic story. How much do you need to retire? So if you want to earn $60,000 a year, you need $1.5 million. If you want to live off $70,000, it's $1.75 million. If you want to be with your spouse and travel the world and, say, spend $150,000, you need $3.75 million. So you need to save as much as you can, as often as you can, and I would say... In a growth-like world, uh, you want to you know, grasp the concept of uh, opportunity cost. So, you know, you've been sitting on two hundred fifty thousand dollars in cash after you sold a house years ago, waiting for either the stock market to crash or the real estate market to crash, and both continue to chug higher. You just lost years, and you probably just lost a large chunk of money that you could draw from in retirement because you were trying to be super smarty pants. So if you want a copy of that idea of how much do you need to pay certain income levels, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. Don't forget you can also come to a seminar coming up July 13th in Burlingame at the Doubletree Hotel. It's from 11 to 1. It's a luncheon. So there's lunch served. It's $25, but if you use the code RADIO25, you get in for free. It's Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Event, plus a breakout session for self-employed and contract professionals. It's in Burlingame. It will be the last time I'm there for quite a while. Sign up at Rob Black Show. Use code RADIO25. Is there a reason why I'm still awake? He says,
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. When I speak to the moon, as a ghost in the afternoon. Blue Apron came public at $10 a share. They wanted to come public at 16 to $18 a share. They wanted a $3 billion valuation. They settled for a $2 billion valuation. Now that $2 billion is worth about $1.6 billion. A lot of companies out there are great story stocks. A lot of people go, I really like that service. Blue Apron cuts my vegetables. Or they don't even cut the vegetables. They just send them to you. And you have to cut them yourself. And you know They put together menu items for you about roughly, I think, $9.99 per person. Which isn't cheap. But they do all the work for you and they bring it to your home and, you know, it's pretty darn convenient. And then Amazon considered buying Whole Foods and suddenly Amazon Prime could bring it to you. A much better integrated system than, say, Blue Apron can. Would I buy Blue Apron? Okay, listen. I've had a buzz before. I've been in Vegas or in Reno. And, you know... I'm sitting on $2,000. I'm winning up $2,000. Single hand blackjack, right? Single deck. And uh, I'm like, should I go all in? Should I go all in? That's the exact feeling I have with Blue Apron. It's a gamble. If you put 5% of your money into it, it can easily move from 8 to 12, 8 to 10. There's no doubt about it. But it's in a business that it's losing money. Its advertising costs are going up. It's not a good environment. Now, there's a lot of moms out there who love it because they, they like to eat bonbons and, and drink $6 frappuccinos all day long with their girlfriends. I know you're saying that's the most offensive thing you've ever said about women. <laughs> no, it's not, but it's close. And I'm only kidding. I'm just, it's just a joke. Behave yourself. Um, I've got a family member, a brother-in-law, who um, he hasn't worked in four years. <laughs> so he's just sitting there eating bonbons and just doing freaking frick nothing. Just sponging. Sponging, I tell you. Um, so I look at Blue Apron, I go, that's nice, but it, it's safe we could do that in theory. Like, anyone can do that. Now, they're going to be experts at it, but what has to happen is they're going to need to sell their company to someone like a Safeway or something like that. Um, it, it's it's a great idea. Home delivery of food, right? It's a great idea. Um our favorite person to talk about, and we got to come up with a, a soundbite for him, it's Elon Musk, super genius boy, whatever you want to call him. The guy's coming up with tunnels. He's digging a freaking tunnel under Los Angeles right now. He's like, there's too much ca- uh, traffic on the roads above it, so let's put roads below it. Ooh. He's sending up space capsules. He's refueling space stations, and he says... Come on back, Space Capsule. And Space Capsule comes on back. I only wish he was Texan. Because then he'd be like, Woohoo, we landed on the moon and came back. I'm digging a tunnel under, under Los Angeles. But he's not. Listen to what he's doing now. And people say the Model 3 is going to change the world. His sports car, not his sports car, but his sedan. $35,000 is attainable, and once you have something that's got his software and hardware inside of it, you'll always want it, a lot like Apple has created an ecology. 
Tesla's committed to build the world's biggest lithium-ion battery. I wish I could say, you know, Tesla is committed to build the world's biggest lithium-ion battery cannon, and it could shoot Russia, and it could shoot nuclear missiles. But instead, it's just a big energy farm. It's in the Australian state of South Australia. The battery, which will have a capacity of 100 megawatts, will be paired with a wind farm operated by French renewable energy developer Neon. The construction of the mega battery comes after South Australia, which had a heavy reliance on renewable energy, suffered a number of blackouts in 2016 after a freak storm destroyed vital transmission lines. So Tesla founder Elon Musk was in the state capital of Adelaide to announce the details uh, this week. And he basically said, I'm going to build it in 100 days or it's free. Upon completion, the system will be the largest lithium-ion battery storage project in the world and will provide enough power for more than 30,000 homes, approximately equal to the amount of homes that lost power during that blackout period. And it was kind of funny because the way this all became up is there was an Australian um, uh, government official who was like, oh, man, we lost power. What to do? And Elon Musk tweeted back, he's like, you know, I can deliver a battery system within 100 days or it'll be free. Colin Hay and Minute Work. Oh, I hate to say this because this makes me sound like an old man. Now, I'm not going to sound like an old man like, you talk too fast. I don't understand you. I'm going to sound like an old man when I say this was a great album. I think it probably had five hits. And in that day and age, it wasn't like iTunes, which Steve Jobs ruined albums by coming out with iTunes where you could buy one song. Back then, it was a gamble. You're like, ooh, there's a new album by Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. I wonder if it's going to have more than three hits on it, because I'm going to spend 14 to $15 on this album. I want it to have more than three hits. And if it had one or two, you're like, I should have just bought the CD single, which they had. But long story short, this was a pretty cool little, uh, um, CD. I mean, it's, it's something that I, I remember very clearly. I love Australia, for the record. Australia's kind of like Canada, but with a better accent. And they've got rugby, where Canada's got hockey. They've got shrimp on the barbie versus toques. We've got the Crocodile Hunter, who's kind of awesome. Man, if I had to choose between Australia and Canada to live in, it's not a question for me. It's Australia. So anyway, back to Australia. Elon Musk wrote, Australia rocks. Um, so he's put some pressure on himself to deliver, where he's going to build this you know, big ion battery storage project in 100 days or less, or it'll be free. Now, the embrace of the battery technology is part of the state government's $550 million Australian dollars energy security plan. Um, and Australia is kind of embracing renewable energy at a time when the United States is saying, fire up the coal factories. <coughs> I got the black lung. Pop. I got the black lung. So the commitment to Tesla's battery technology comes amid a bitter political fight about the future of energy in Australia. Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull is under pressure to commit a new coal-fired power station in Queensland in order to provide secure and cheap power. 
However, Labor, the main opposition party, has committed a 50% renewable energy target by 2030. Not surprisingly, shares in Australia-listed lithium producers rallied. So there's a company called Galaxy Resources, ticker symbol GXY.au. You have to have an international broker like a Citibank in order to pull off buying stocks in foreign markets. But it can happen. So I like Elon Musk enormously. Um, I think he's worth more to this planet than many people because he's at least coming up with new ideas. Ford and, and GM and Chrysler... They came out with the same type of car for years and years and years. And yeah, sometimes they'd be lighter and sometimes they'd come up with a new type of engine. But same old, same old, same old. Where you had the AM radio here, then it became an FM radio, then it became a CD changer. Not a lot of innovation. So, and he comes up with a car that, like, did you know that in um, Teslas, you can say, play a Monty Python clip? And it'll play various Monty Python clips from the movies. It's only a water thing. Look, I couldn't another thing. I'm absolutely stuffed. Bugger horse. There's so many good clips that you could play of Monty Python. A lava thin mint. It reminds me of someone near and dear to my heart who I can look at. Anyway. Um... Did you got any other Monty Python clips? Like it's a good day? I know. It's a very fine morning. (laughs) (laughs) I just want my Tesla. I I want my car, and I don't have a Tesla. I want my car to be able to have that power of, like, hey, uh, make me laugh today. I'm having a bad day. So, And that's an Easter egg, for the record. They don't tell you when you buy a Tesla that you can play Monty Python clips upon request. You have to figure that out on your own, which I think is, again, pretty darn cool. 800-516-1220. If you want to get your calls on the air. Bottom, sons of a silly person. Ah, blow my nose at you, so-called Arthur King. You and all your silly English king. I don't know what to make of that one. 800-516-1220. 800-516-1220. Um, you know one thing I hate about Mexico? And there's going to be some things that you hate. You can go to a hotel, and they're going to give you an exchange rate of like 18 to 1. Then you're going to go to a restaurant, and they're going to give you an exchange rate of 16 to 1. And then you're going to get in a cab, and he's going to say, oh, no, no, the exchange rate is 22 to 1. And like, there's like new laws. It's like the wild, wild west of exchange rates. I like consistency. Anyway, little Hiam taking us to break. I think I'm the missing Hiam brother. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Who are you? We are the knights who say... Me! No, not the knights who say me. The same! Who are we? We are the keepers of the sacred word. Me! You want to drop me an email? You may. 
Rob at RobBlackShow.com. I'd love to hear from you. You've got mail. Gives me some perspective on what you're liking and not liking. Just don't send me the old man email. You talk too fast. Or Prop 14. Uh, I love it. I'm 87 years old. I've been around since dirt was born. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, a lot of stories out there about Uber CEO, Travis Kalanick. Um, and it's kind of fascinating because success or failure starts at the top. So one of the things I do on this show is I try to show you like some of the leaders of the world, Elon Musk, Tim Cook, Steve Jobs, you know, people like that. I try to highlight some of the things that they do right and some of the things that they do wrong. Um, Google's co-founder, Larry Page, had a plan for self-driving cars, and it caused alarm at Uber. And the more Uber CEO heard rumors about Google's plans for its self-driving cars, the more he begged to get a meeting with Larry Page. And it turned into a weird little thing where Larry Page was like, you know, he just blew him off. Google self-driving car spin-out Waymo has also sued Uber, alleging theft of intellectual property. Google was an early investor in Uber, was exploring launching a competing rides-sharing service using the self-driving cars it was developing, um, which goes back to um, Elon Musk and some of his ideas, like if you buy a $35,000 car and you're away for a week, you could let the computer know, and it'll drive itself to your neighbor's house if he needs a car and charge him, which is pretty cool. Glanick's distrust and fears about Google's motives were inflamed as he suspected Page, a Google co-founder and the CEO of its parent company, Alphabet, was purposely avoiding him and that Google was secretly plotting to move into his turf. So it's pretty fascinating to take a look at some of these emails that went back and forth that Travis Kalanick kind of came across as a nut job. And Larry Page kind of comes across as uh, he's willing to steal a, a good idea. So a Google Calendar invite was in court filing shows that Page, Drummond, Kalanick, email Michael, uh, who was then head of Uber's uh, head of business, met for lunch three days later in Google's headquarters. Um, and then competitive decisions started coming in. So there's a lawsuit going on between the two company and who knew what and when did they know it kind of thing. Uh, but again, success or failure starts at the top. And when people say your CEO is a little on the cocoa, loco in the cocoa side, uh, I think it's worthy of noting. So, um, 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. The World Health Organization has recently come up with a note, uh, warning of the imminent spread of untreatable superbug gonorrhea. At least three people worldwide are infected with a totally untreatable superbug strain of gonorrhea which is likely to be spreading to others through sex. I am so happy that that part of my life is long past. But superbugs are going to take down large parts of the world population. Um, you saw it a couple of years ago with Ebola. And containing it and the information technology to contain it is super important. And it's, 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 I know people who work in, in charitable work and you know, in humanitarian work. And the information technology today that's available that wasn't there. But giving some details of the study, it's a very serious situation with regard to highly drug-resistant forms of the sexually transmitted disease. 
Uh, World Health Organization experts said it was only a matter of time before the last resort gonorrhea antibiotics would be of no use. It's a very smart bug. Now, when you hear that a disease or virus is a smart bug, that should scare you. And the fact that we eat uh, penicillin and amoxicillin and any sort of psyllin, we, we're just, and the fact that we give it to our cows, we're just, we're creating ourselves, we're setting ourselves up for a medical emergency one day where we're not able to treat diseases that will kill large swaths of people. Um, every time you introduce a new type of diet, antibiotic to treat it, the bug develops resistance to it. it that's a pretty smart disease. So, and, uh, you know, people think, like, the shark is the biggest killer. Like, a great white shark. I'm so afraid of it. You know what you should be afraid of? A mosquito. A mosquito kills many, many, many more people. Mosquitoes kill millions and millions of people every year. So I was camping not too long ago. And, uh... Campsite next to me had two little kids who had tennis rackets that were connected to you that were powered by USB, and they're basically mosquito um, rackets. I thought that was kind of cool. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. We could talk about your money. We could talk about your savings. We could talk about drug resistance and the world future of information technology and how that's, you know doing well. Um, Goldman Sachs is working on an iPhone app for the masses. A lot of the robo-advisors should be shaking in their boots because Goldman Sachs has never really gone after the average person. And they've got a hiring for building an iOS app tied towards the growing crop digital retail banking services. So, you know, it'll be in the personal loan world. It'll be in the high-yield savings account. It'll have a robo-advisor. So... Good for Goldman Sachs to finally be breaking into that. Robots are preparing to fill 200,000 vacant construction jobs. And I think that's worthy of note, not to jump up and down about, but, you know, once again, things that we thought were not going to be automated are being automated. Um, can we get a personal nurse to be automated? Not yet, but soon. Can we get a doctor to be automated? More and more telemedicine's coming on. There's a company that's trying to get you an appointment with a doctor in 20 minutes or less via your computer. So we'll get there. So I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Planning for retirement can be complicated. There's lots to consider. But by narrowing your focus to a few key issues, you can maximize your retirement income and give yourself a much better chance of enjoying a comfortable retirement. I'm Rob Black, and on July 13th, I'll be in Burlingame for a special lunchtime event with CFP Chad Burton and attorney Michelle Lerman. We'll be discussing retirement income strategies and estate planning updates that you can use to get the most of your retirement nest egg. We'll cover passive versus active portfolio management, transitioning your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, measuring risk, estate planning tips for 2017, and more. That's Thursday, July 13th at the Doubletree in Burlingame. The event runs from 11 to 1 and includes lunch. And if you can stick around, we've also got a breakout bonus session where we'll give some retirement tips for the self-employed. 
Go to robblackshow.com for the details and to register. Cost is $25, and we'll waive that fee for KDOW listeners. Just use promo code RADIO25 when you register at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com, promo code RADIO25. Hope to see you there. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.